Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. What a week, guys. What a week we've had. What a what a it's real... fucking chaotic. Yeah. You guys know how, like, you work out your body. We've been working out our brains, and unfortunately, they're not getting any stronger. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, um, they're our, only getting worse. Our brain is going burr. Like a puppy in a grinder. It just goes. Yeah, Lizzie and I are operating at about a quarter brain each. So half brain between us. Just it's just really doing great this week. Uh, What's what's great is that at least between Brian and I, we seem to have one whole brain. Whereas with some of my friends and I, we have one whole brain cell. (sighs) We're trying (laughs) so hard. Uh, This is the Emo Social Club podcast, the podcast about music, news, rad bands, shows music theme mostly theme Boss parks baby. i think you do actually want to start a uh, a theme park podcast there are theme park podcasts and i've actually found theme park reporters like people who yeah. like their main okay. topics that they write about is simply theme parks so they just go to all these theme parks for free and be like wow disney took away their fast pass let's talk about it that's called an and, like, influencer that's it that's a fucking influencer no it is dead as a journalist uh i hate it this episode is with the band Telethon from Milwaukee. They're playing here tomorrow. You're not listening to this now. You're listening to this on Monday, so you've already missed it. We hope you yeah. can make it to the next one. Uh, you're you're going to have to drive down to uh, Florida or yeah. fly down to Florida. Yeah, we talk about some of their shows. We talk about their new ac- record that came out about a week ago. Uh, so, yeah, go check all that out and check out this episode with them. It's a lot of fun. They're very nice it's a good conversation about a lot of different songwriting and uh lyrics and uh, brendan tangents. frazier brendan frazier the golden phrase the golden age of phrase uh a lot of good stuff so yeah check it out but before we get into it uh if you are listening to this i'm asking you please Nicely. drop a review kindly i think this is very kind Please. It's very quick. It's so not quick. hard. You all no. you can just put the five star rating. Just you don't have to rating. say anything else. You could even just say good. Just say That's good. it. I don't want you mark. to be a film critic. I want you to just say good. That's if, it. If you want to say more, no one's That's gonna fine. be upset. But if you want to say mean things or critiquing things, you take we'll it to Twitter upset. and then we talk we'll all about be upset. it. Uh, but yes, we're getting Boss Baby on the mission. We're to not talk about it with you. Fucking <laughs> boss baby. Uh, please follow the podcast on your favorite app, uh, whether that is Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or of course any of our fine social media offerings. Much like Twitter x emo social club x, same on TikTok. You can also follow us there. Instagram is another one that is just emo social club. Those are all our offerings main facebook exists as well it's just there facebook exists, i had guys. one friend who only uses facebook and he texted me and he said why isn't any of your merch stuff updated to 
Facebook. I said, yo, we don't use Facebook unless it's posting from Instagram. I Please know. Get on Instagram. <laughs> I know that we are missing a certain amount of our audience. And I know that people who are there will likely want our stuff and see our stuff. I don't care. <laughs> like, oh fuck my Facebook. God. <laughs> That's just basically how I feel. Uh, sorry, Zuck. Sorry, Zuck. Zuck off, man. Uh, Zuck off. So you can't find us there. Uh, you can check out our merch at emosocialclub.com slash store. Slash store. That is where our merch is being sold. We love it if you get it because we're going into fall and we have to get new merch. And uh, the only way we get new merch is if you buy the so old we stuff. we sell it. So, and listen, you can buy it and still wear it in the fall. You can layer. I know everybody has long sleeves. A yeah. lot of people have, you know, flannels and such like that. You DIY uh, it and you cut it up. You're indie kids. You're pop punk You're kids. all you crafty. You're crafty. You're I get crafty it. You can do it. Sons of guys. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you can check us out on Twitch, of course. EmoSocialClub.com. TV. We are going to be streaming quite a bit in September. So uh, drop us a follow over there because we have the DJ streams back for most of it. Like most of the weeks yeah. we are, are going I to be think, streaming. I think there's just the one for during Riot Fest weekend, yeah. obviously, because we will be at Riot we'll be Fest. At Riot and Fest, if you yeah. are at White Riot Fest, uh, make sure you join our Discord, too, because we have a show planning tab now. So we'll probably be organizing you know, an emo social club meetup IRL for all of our friends. We're going to be at Riot Fest and probably just in the area downtown in the city that weekend. Absolutely. Emo social dot club slash discord. You want to hang out with us over there. All these links are going to be, of course, be down below as well as telethons links. So we're below in this audio format uh, on your phone, on the uh, podcasting listening app yes. of your decision. There is uh there is links. We'd love it if you click them. We'd love it if you drop a follow. You can also be watching this on YouTube. This part isn't on YouTube, so you will you could scroll down on YouTube, but you won't know how to do that if you're on the podcast. Uh, anyway, you're uh, you're hurting, and I and I get it. Also, big shout out to friends for the punks on TikTok for highlighting us as one of their main podcasts of the week. Yeah, we love that. We appreciate you. Without further ado, here is our episode with Telethon. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with our friends from the Great North, a.k.a. Milwaukee Telethon. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for chatting with us. I know that we've kind of been like mutually following each other on the internet for a few years now, I think. <laughs> I think so. You're welcome. Oh God! Let's have you all introduce yourselves and what you do in the band, so everybody knows who you are. I'm Eric, aka Drum. I'm the drummer. <laughs> Just one drum. I'm I'm Kevin, uh, lead singer and rhythm guitarist. And I'm Jack. I play D guitar. Very nice. And we have we just, you on to uh, to talk about your album as well. We should mention mm -hmm. that's why we're. And I should two other people in the band, but they're not here yeah, right they now. Yeah, they can't make and the interview. Yeah, they don't get a they don't get a shout out, oh or we get like a vague shout out, like "Hello, other two, and then we just. Yeah, Gene Jacket is our key player. He's not here, and Alex Steve Sounds Smiling is our bass player, and he's at work. Gotcha. Serving serving people 
filth on a plate. Filth <laughs> on a plate. All right. <laughs> no, he's actually a server at a great restaurant. I shouldn't shouldn't say that. I shouldn't just. You didn't. The great restaurant works at. You didn't name drop the restaurant, so it's okay. We you saved yourself. Yeah. True. Well, he works at. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I'll the sound effect. Yeah. Um, you got a little effect board, Dave. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, let's <laughs> talk about the record. It just came out on the 20th called mm-hmm. Swim Out Past the Breakers, uh, which is a great uh, uh, song, lyric. Fuck, why am I forgetting the name now? From Everclear? Everclear. There it is. We played it the other night, but yeah. Not Santa, Monica. Monica. Santa Monica. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that was the inspiration for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not the first person to clarify that though. Someone I forget who it was texted texted me and was like, "Are you aware that's a Everclear lyric?" And it's like, "No, I wasn't." No yeah. one's ever done yeah, that well, before. It would <laughs> be like an a, insane coincidence if we like picked those that string of words and it was like we didn't know it was in a song. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a we. It's a little little reference to Everclear, the band that we like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say we love them. We love them, yes. Mm. And it's uh, why don't you tell about the, why you selected that for the album title? He writes all the lyrics, so he's kind of the the big. He has all the little intricacies in his brain. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's no it's no more difficult than just uh, I heard that song and on the radio, and I, we were looking for an album title, and I was like, under these circumstances, this is like the best song ever. I was like in my girlfriend's old. Toyota RAV4 driving down to Chicago, actually, to mm. pick up a piece of furniture. Mm. And um, I was, like, driving down the highway, listening to this song. I was like, perfect. And this line is cool, and that should be the name of our album. Now it's the name of our album. Yeah, it was just <laughs> kind of a sign. Um, and also, uh, Everclear is a band that is really not considered to be cool at all, but we think they're really cool. So it's kind of a little, like, tip of the hat to, like, mm. liking things that are kind of uncool or not thought of as traditionally like like super hip necessarily mm-hmm. uh, so that was another reason why i think it, it makes a cool title for because we ourselves are not cool <laughs> We're very uncool. Okay. I, I never thought that everclear was uncool i just thought it was just like not super well known like it was in the same vein as eve six but before their singer was like on and the now internet look at eve six yeah now, now look at <laughs> eve six they're playing fest they're they're on the rise yeah eve six is very online yeah, um, Everclear is like I don't know maybe maybe like recently they've been more kind of like thought of as a respected band, but I, there's definitely been like people who have kind of like talk. I've heard people kind of talk big shit about Everclear. Yeah, they're so yeah. fucking they're, good. <clears throat> all those bands from the '90s, like people love to talk big shit on when them. they were. Most of them were extremely good, like songwriters and yeah, like those songs were huge hits for like a reason, you know. Yeah, that, exactly. And that like is I it's kind of starting to turn where people are starting to think it's cool again uh so that's good which is good yeah it's yeah. like a good good for us you think definitely helped usher in that era i think yeah which is good mm-hmm. it's very uh uh i mean obviously everything right now with 90s kind of coming back in in fashion and music and style and all that like i think a lot of people are revisiting a lot of those things especially with mm-hmm. i mean limp biscuit headlining and yeah. doing all that uh i was just gonna say that yeah yeah limp biscuits like resurgence and like some interest in these bands and artists that people just never really gravitated to. I also wonder if it's a little bit of just like, you know, we, we don't necessarily have a lot of these like kind of unfounded artists, like taking a lot of like 
headlining spots like yeah the the foo fighters are a 90s band but they're on literally every festival right yeah. like you can see foo fighters all the time but like if everclear is coming out it's like oh you know what i never caught everclear i should go and like check out that set and then you you all of a sudden you're like oh shit they're really good i'm gonna listen to their records and they get a little bit of that yeah, really good. Yeah. it's interesting also how the limp biscuit thing like if maybe like two years ago you talked about like genuinely liking limp biscuit people would like crucify you but now it is cool to like limp biscuit again it's just interesting how the cyclical nature mm-hmm. of like things happens like uh like that band was considered to be like the worst band ever mm-hmm. for a long time by many people and i think i always have kind of like thought when biscuit is good at what they do but like people now are like oh they're cool and it's just interesting how it, how it came back around in that way like uh people for sure like would say that they're like the worst band ever and that Frederick should kill himself and stuff like that i remember reading shit like that on the internet and now they're kind of cool again yeah interesting how that happened it's almost like people shouldn't shit on things that's <laughs> my point isn't yeah. that like, wild it's, it's such a wild concept for so many yeah. people i know it's it's like everybody's just people they're all just people and they're trying their best to make stuff and as long as they're not being overtly terrible you know like just let them exist don't shit on people for liking things even like if they're juggalos who love icp <laughs> you know like just just let them let them do let it, them and, do it. And, yeah. and then then we won't have to have these conversations that end up like soon i'm I'm just predicting this there's going to be like a piece of writing that's like limp biscuit actually is bad and it'll be yeah it's a, it's like you can see it all laid out before you it just kind of makes me i think it makes all, all of us in telethon a little bit a little bit annoyed and sick when that happens but i'm happy that limp biscuit and and i i like anytime a band that that is good or good at what they do that was that used to be uncool is like becomes cool again like brendan fraser is another example yeah yes. the other world most of that stuff also is uh on a base level uh very sincere mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. bands like that and people like that are like very like cool and like unapologetically the way that they are and instead of being like too cool for you and that's why people are like they like them and then oh they suck and then Mm -hmm. oh wait it's this post-ironic like i'm liking them again thing it's just but it's all like limp biscuit is sincere and so is like everclear and eve six and brendan fraser like all those things are like originally very like like straightforward like uncool sort of like I, there's no left like layers of irony to it at the base and then mm-hmm. now it's like this weird post-ironic appreciation of it did, did that, i don't know if that made any sense but I, it does it, in my it own sounded head. like the it weirdest does. tour lineup i've ever heard it, it's, it's kind <laughs> of it's kind of like the it's like the wholesome culture like you're you don't want to acknowledge that you're into it but then when you're like oh it's kind of cool and socially acceptable in a way to appreciate it and it comes in you're like yeah i'm definitely down with it because they're not problematic or like starting any drama which is usually what feels yeah oh god (laughs) we've all kind of been like been liking that stuff uh not like we like i feel like we are kind of among them in terms of the fact that we just kind of are we do what we do and i I think it kind of almost turns people off because it's too like bright or sunny or energetic or happy mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah but but i think people like we knew that people that didn't like stuff like that wouldn't like us anyway so. yeah. <laughs> yeah what were you saying i was gonna say did people hate brendan fraser yeah yeah people, 
was just kind of off the grid for a bit. Like he wasn't getting a lot of work. And I feel like a lot of people now are like, and I mean, he's making a movie with Martin Scorsese. He's right. kind of out the up and up. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I, a lot of that hate came just from a lot of just like body shaming and then being like, mm-hmm. why did you just jump out? And oh, it yeah. was bad. Yeah. And that was like the only reason why people had, and I'm like, people get older and also people step out of the spotlight. It's just very normal. So he actually yeah, yeah, also- didn't step out of the spotlight. Uh, he tried to point out that there was a lot of sexual harassment happening in Hollywood and everybody blacklisted yeah. him. Yeah. Wow. It- which he went through. He went through a lot. Like he, I'm really happy that the the Fraser Renaissance is happening. The Fraser Renaissance. The Fraser. Re- <laughs> oh my just, god. Watched, uh, no sudden move, which he's in. New movie. I and he's that. super great in it. Yeah, he's like uh, really he's like kind of the one that sets up the whole heist, sort of. Uh, and he's like totally charismatic and great. He's mm-hmm. got. He still got it. Yeah, well, go watch him back in like the the early days too. Like he was funny. He was like the mummy. He's, Mummy's he's, so good. Yeah. Also, uh, Monkey Bone, really he's fucking yeah. great in that. Movie. Airheads. <laughs> oh, yeah. George of the Jungle. <laughs> yeah, all great performances. Very funny. I think I'm going to change it from Fraser, Fraser Sance to the Golden Frage. I think I'm going to call it I was going to say the Renaissance. The Renaissance. <laughs> that does make a lot more sense. <laughs> Renaissance. Golden yeah, Age of Frage. <laughs> oh, I like that yeah, a lot. Yeah, Golden Age of Frage. This is the meme. It's the next t-shirt, guys. It's the next t-shirt. We should make a shirt that we should somehow like get in contact with Brendan Fraser and just see if he wants to collab. We tried to get a cameo from him, but he doesn't do cameo because he's above that. And yeah, I get that. I love that I get for that. him. He's, he's, making, uh, he's making cool shit right now. We ended up getting a cameo from Mick Foley, a.k.a. Mankind, a.k.a. Yeah. Cactus Jack, instead, oh a.k.a. Dude Love. Was, okay, dude, love. He was yeah. the second most. He was our second choice uh, behind Brendan What was the cameo for? Like, was it for the record, or was it just for like? Yeah, it was for a listening party. Okay. And actually, I should say we also were thinking about getting John Lovitz because he's on cameo, but mm-hmm. he had a long turnaround time. <laughs> he's got a lot to do, I guess. Wow. Mick Foley was like, yeah, he did it like right away. Mick Foley like, was Mick Foley, and he he gave it his all. It was like to introduce the record to telethon fans at our little digital listening party we did actually one week ago today. Hmm. Um, yeah, and he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, Lovitz would have just been like, "Here's the new record. Yeah. It stinks." <laughs> <laughs> so really, you won. Impression. You really won. Yeah. Here. That been really That's what it comes out to. Yeah. yeah, that's. uh Do you think a lot of people are doing like? I've I've seen a lot of cameos, but it's mostly just like kind of a goofy thing. So I kind of get why you know Brendan Fraser doesn't want to debase himself, still. lower himself. Yeah. Uh, but there, yeah, there's there's some pretty surprisingly big celebrities on mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah, most of them kind of have some layer of cheese to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's an inherently kind of cool concept that exists. Like that you can like oh, purchase, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah you can yeah, just purchase a video cool. from some celebrity of from many different like there's like so many different categories there's like a whole like punk and emo section oh there is yeah yeah oh. and there's also like porn stars and uh whatnot and you can uh and it's athletes just, yeah it's just an insane <laughs> it's kind of a crazy thing i know there's this band called uh what the fuck are they called strange magic that used cameo to to get little sound bites of uh, gilbert godfrey that they like put on their record like wow. throughout the album Oh my God. Uh, he like had him read all this stuff that was like referencing the lyrics and the songs and stuff. It's pretty fucking good. I don't know if like there's like I think 
think you're not supposed to do that. Like, I don't think they're supposed to put clips from the cameo on like a record that they're selling, but I, yeah. it's kind of punk that they did it. Like I applaud their innovation. Punk Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He doesn't know that he's on the record. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, like, if he got if he caught wind of it, one, it's great PR for that band. But two, it's like, how douchey would you look if you said, hey, kids, I know, like, you paid for you it and everything. You got to do the impression, I cannot do impressions. I did not I go can't. to theater school. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe you put him on the on the record. We told you I can't do an impression either, but I'm trying. You're, you're trying. I'm sorry. I am I am not the little bird from Cyber Chase. I cannot do any um, of that. Aladdin, yeah, is let's that, see. Is that Jafar's parrot, Iago? Iago. <laughs> well, there's Iago. There's also Cyber Chase from PBS. two Kids. birds? I don't know what that is. <laughs> is, that is. Is that the Scooby-Doo? No, it was, it was on PBS Kids. It was like... There was, there, was a, there was a movie called Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. Yes, I, I remember that. Yeah, because they yeah. were like in the uh, digital game in like carnival land gilbert godfrey not involved with that one. Not, he was not involved in that one <laughs> um last i'll say about gilbert i'm sure you have things you want to talk to us about i'm sorry we're, i wanted we're, no i was like we right, have gilbert to talk godfrey about gilbert godfrey check now. so we've marked that one off yeah, the no, list but last thing i'll say about gilbert godfrey there is a documentary i don't know if either of you have seen it called gilbert I've, all about gilbert godfrey yeah i haven't I seen it but i've not seen it. yeah the voice the voice is an act, which obviously we assumed, right. I guess, but he talks like in his normal voice in the it. whole documentary. That's fucking crazy. That I, is I, I, it's weird. It's definitely That's an odd. Weird. It's kind of similar. It's just not like he doesn't sound like a cartoon parrot. <laughs> and he's not like, ah! like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, 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 hi, I'm Gilbert Godfrey. That's actually a good impression of what it sounds like. <laughs> What's the right. point? Like I guess, it's like if guess. he's a real man, yeah, he's a real man. He wants he to say he's like wants. I am separate from this. He was on like Celebrity Wife Swap, I remember, and he was like an. Ex- I was gonna just say that. He was like on like it was kind of like he was like very like restrictive. He's like okay, you can't buy this. It's kind of frivolous, and I remember like every the whoever his wife swap wife was was like so done with his shit. They're like you need to buy all this stuff, and he's like okay, but like why. <laughs> The, uh, it was, fair question. He, I did, guess. he did talk in the voice on the episode. Of course, so, yeah. uh, he was fully in character as Gilbert yeah. Gottfried during that. I so, think celebrity he's... wife swap, man. Yeah, what shit. channel was uh, it on? Uh, ABC. Because that was an the, ABC yeah, show. the original wife swap, uh, non-celebrity version, had some pretty good shit on it. Of course, it was all very clearly like planned and scripted. Like, oh, there's yeah. no way probably that... probably quite problematic. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was an entertaining show. I'll give you that yeah. one. My yeah. family and I got recruited to be on Wife Swap when I was younger because we were at a Radio no. Disney event and we filled it out at Kittyland. If anybody in Chicago area remembers Kittyland, we filled it out. They contacted us and we decided not to do it because we were like, no, nah, we're, we're actually not doing it. But man, the opportunity story, was man. there. <laughs> man, that's like. Imagine being able to go back and watch an episode of Wife Swap that you were on. Yeah. Like, that's a crazy thing as a child. Yeah. That is wild. I, there, I mean, people, every, you probably pass by somebody who was on a mid 2000s reality show every day of your life. Yeah. Like, I, there I were had so many similar thoughts to that before. Yeah. You can find most like, of them on Cameo, probably. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Probably more right. than you'd even think. They were like, I was this moderately um, popular, like, reality tv show and true life guys listen i know you want it oh my god yeah <laughs> that Everybody show was true life <laughs> it, it's interesting if you scroll through cameo which i did recently there's people on there where you're like 
who the fuck is this? Nobody knows who this is. And then you go look and so many people have bought cameos. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a person that I truly have no clue. Who they are. <laughs> but, but like they have a little like niche that they, mm-hmm. they have people that know who they are and it's are into it. Yeah. Interesting. I got Eric. Yeah. We got Eric. Yeah. Cameo from who Eric? Who? They got me a cameo for my birthday from Santa. Wow. Santa. That's crazy. It cost zero dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was free. Oh, so they, they know. Area. I love it. It, she, it, it was, was a very interesting morning. It was mildly disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it was it was I was like in the in the thing before I was like I was like, it's gonna be Eric's uh birthday and there's nobody that Eric loves more than you, Santa. <laughs> and so it was like this. It was Santa. It was slightly <laughs> thinner and a little bit more um, domestic than I assumed. Was it off-season <laughs> Santa, or was this during the holidays? Or was it? Uh, oh yeah, it was off-season. Okay. His birthday's in April. Oh okay, yeah. yeah. You got you got <laughs> off-season <laughs> discount Santa. Maybe that's. <laughs> yeah, but he was. He, he was like, good. He was like Eric. I know how much you love me. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the next two hours, the only word I could utter was Santa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. kind of forced him into a sort of a. Yeah, Eric, Eric, Eric was found in, in a nearby sleigh at 3 a.m. <laughs> at a local authority. Oh, my God. No, I'm just kidding. It, that didn't happen. But he did say Santa a lot after that. It was pandemic birthday, so yep. it was a nice nice surprise. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was an interesting time. <laughs> interesting time for telephone, that's for sure. Yep. Well, we can move back to music stuff now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. We'll go back to this. Um, you think we could go off on a <laughs> Dude, this is insane. This is I don't have... Bunny, Bunny Hills at the Skewers yeah. are like a black triple yeah. diamond. Hey, Club, we just dropped our first episode of our new YouTube series, Spicy Takes, featuring our friend Bo Looters of Harm's Way. We're excited to say that for this series, Chicago-based Soothsayer Hot Sauce is our sponsor. In this episode, we feature their bourbon habanero brews, not beaten hot sauce. Scoop this sauce before it sells out on their site, SoothsayerHotSauce.com, and pick up some other ones too to get fully lost in the sauce. Our next guests will include friends like Rematch, OK Cool, Action Adventure, and more to be announced. So make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube too, at YouTube.com slash Emo Social Club. Thanks again to our friends at Soothsayer Hot Sauce. Should we should we say anything else about the record about about the the I mean obviously it's been out for about a week now how's the reception been what are the what is your like uh, influences on it all that kind of stuff just all of the above there just throw it all yeah. out there yeah just talk about the record a little yeah bit. I mean it's just, uh, the record has been out for a week as you said um, it seems like people really like it I think the people that love Telethon and know Telethon. I think it's the most telethony thing we've ever done. Yeah, I That's think it, it really. Yeah, I, I, and so if you really like telethon, you'll really like this. And also, I think that there's something in it for people that don't like telethon or don't know te- more. They don't know telethon. Um, and it seems like a lot of people are like discovering us through it, and that's obviously great. Um, we have a lot of. I mean, we have a million influences, uh, and and so. Sorry, our, our our keyboardist Jean Jacket just showed up. Oh, yeah, throw him in. He's gonna he's gonna come here, but um, he's gonna come. He's gonna come. No, he's gonna come over here. Wow, I feel like that's a really expensive cameo, guys. Come on, don't give that for free. Um, 
but yeah and i was gonna say it's kind of one like a lot of bands are like have a, the album where they kind of try a lot of stuff a lot of sort of it kind of goes in a lot of directions and a lot of like little kind of short songs and stuff and this was kind of our attempt to make kind of that sort of record which is and like so there's a little bit more like it's a little bit more diverse musically speaking than uh maybe stuff before i mean yeah. we always are a little bit diverse but this one we kind of were like let's try some well we made stuff. it our and we made it ourselves like a little over a year ago we started making it in our home studio so we didn't like have any studio time booked um so we weren't paying we're I mean, this guy was engineering it this man right here and <laughs> our bass player and our bass player uh who's the not- only one not here and and so i feel like it's looser and we were able to experiment more, like Jack was saying, yeah, and uh, with, with the sounds on it. Yeah, which is cool, and it, it ended up making the album be more kind of have more sort of rises and falls, ebbs and flows, yeah, which I think is kind of cool. You did have a lot of collaborators, like you had. Um, we also had interviewed Oceanator Elise, and we also saw that mm-hmm. you you know collaborated with Chris Farron. Um, Hold Steady and a bunch of other people. So how kind of was that to incorporate? Because listening to this album and listening to your past albums as well, it it gives me big like multi-genre the killers vibe. Like you kind of hey, cover you yeah. cover a lot sure, of ground and you can kind of please a little bit of everybody no matter what their music taste, I feel. That's cool. Yeah. Thank we, you. Well, that's thank what we you. I mean, we like a lot of different stuff and I feel like that's just kind of the what ends up coming out of us like and like we lots all of like genres. individually among us each have our own like musical mm-hmm. stuff that we are well versed in yeah uh and then we also have a lot of common stuff that we like together like all of us yeah and uh true and then with like in the collaborations it's just one of those things where we uh there's it's so cool to get somebody who you have in your brain for a certain part that mm-hmm. like uh you may know or maybe you don't know yeah. to do it and that it just can make it be sound more like a like it a collaboration yeah a collaboration it's like just a co- like, collage of like, sounds yeah, i was gonna say like. like a like a carnival like just like there's a lot of people <laughs> yeah just uh, like a, a lot of different contributions which can like elevate the songs uh, yeah in many ways and 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 the collaborations are just like I mean it's just people that we like or some of them are friends that we like some of them are people we've never met that we like it's a it's a mix of those um, some of them are people we've collaborated with in the past and it's just a matter of like I mean when you go to a concert you want to go to a concert where every you're seeing a diverse range of artists all of whom are good you want to be introduced to great artists you want to see artists that you that you like uh, that are you know, making, making good music. And so that's, that's kind of our, our, our thought process behind asking people to, to sing, you know, the bridge on a song or whatever. It's like, there's no, there's no way that you add it unless you just like, don't, it, unless you like phone it in completely. Like there's no way that you being on this track is going to not make it way better. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause I get tired of hearing my own voice throughout. Like, um, like if I sang every single word on the record, I don't think I'd want to listen to that record. So, <laughs> yeah, at least so, not as much. And, and we got like, yeah, we. I'm I'm super super happy with how everything turned out. Like I'm just so great. I think we're all so grateful that those people were able to do it, and like that they were willing to. 
I mean, it's always weird sending lyrics to people and being like, hey, you can sing this. I mean, I, and I always send them like the version where I'm singing the part that they sing. So mm -hmm. I have to explain like, hey, I'm singing this in the way that I hear it in my head. But if you hear the instrumentation of it and you want to sing it in a different way, or if you think change, even change a lyric if you want, nobody ever changes the lyrics, but I always give them the option. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and so it's just so amazing when that wave file comes back in our inbox and like, this thing that was ours is now theirs in like a really, I don't know, deeply creative, collaborative way. It's just so fucking cool to hear, for instance, like Gary Lewis of the Jayhawks singing this chorus of this song that we that we made or, or Chris Farron singing the intro or, or like you said, Elise from Oceanator singing that bridge of that song um, on there. Like those are just some examples, but. But yeah, it's it's a, like I, I hope we always can collaborate. Like, look at hip hop albums. Every single song has a featured artist. Yeah, Almost yep. every, like it's so rare. Like that's mm -hmm. that's why hip hop albums are often so fun to listen to, because you're like, oh, this one has I don't know this person, this person on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got stoked when Willow put out just the names of the people that were featured on on the on her new record yeah. the bring me the horizon record phenomenal. had a bunch of features it's like people also, are so masters, stoked on it one of the masters of collaboration is uh, every time i die mm -hmm. yeah like, every record has amazingly cool like interestingly chosen guest vocalists mm -hmm. like some from hardcore and then some like they got the guy from the gaslight anthem on one of their records mm -hmm. and then uh, just yeah. like stuff where you're not necessarily expecting that person to be on there. Yeah, I think I think the say anything in defense of the genre. That too, yeah. Album was a big, big. Uh, Almost every song on that has a has like some sort of cool guest vocal. Mm -hmm. Like I think there's like a lot of fucking songs in that record. Like Twenty-seven <laughs> songs. But but like it's like a total like who's who of that sort of like like era, early two thousands war era. And it makes it more fun to listen to. Mm -hmm. Like. I, I yeah. think records like that are just so much more fun to listen to. Well, I mean, you had Jahara yeah. and also Future Teens, two people, two bands that I really enjoy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like these slap. And also you, you kind of are like elevating a lot of these other bands who are also in the same like subculture, like underground area that are like people who yeah, should I, be I recognized hope, too. I hope that we can, yeah, I hope we can do that. Like if there's bands that people haven't heard of or, or whatever, I mean, not because they're not they don't deserve to be heard you know it's just maybe some people that listen to telethon don't listen to say jiraiya or future teens like like i hope that it aids in discovering their music too and and so like when you go on spotify like it's linked like on future teens profile it will say they were on the the telethon record and on uh on our profile page when you look at the song it will link to future teens so it's like simpatico i hope it helps us and them yeah. in a way that's not the point of it. like it's not really like i always sometimes like like publications or whatever like they're writing about us to be like look at how many collaborators i got and it's like it's not it's not about like collecting them or like using them for clout it's or any or anything uh it's just a, a matter of of like these are people that we believe in and love and it's just cool to get them on on our record as like a snapshot of the time that we made it and just who we who we appreciate the art of. Yeah, and it also just like uh, makes the songs cooler. Yeah, it makes the songs like, way cooler. That's like the main thing is just like a lot of times we're like, are like, wouldn't it be cool if this person sang this line? And then that's mm -hmm. like, if we, once we end up getting it, it feels like that's like the way it was meant to be. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. 
And, and and we should also say your sister Mary yeah, uh, is all over the record too. So that's like someone that was actually able to come into the studio. His sister Mary Sibilski, who has an amazing voice, she's singing all over the thing. So it's like not just I don't know other musicians necessarily. I mean she she does music, but she doesn't. But have also like a spot like, yeah, this page. is more of a person that we were able to <laughs> yeah. bring in. And like uh, Amy, our friend Amy, who uh, is in our little hardcore side project called Intolerable Swill, but she's just a friend that we had come in and do some little screaming and stuff on a, on a song. Mm -hmm. That was the one we got to do in person as well. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, you have a little hardcore project. I know we're here to talk about Telethon and your your LP, but now I'm interested about this hardcore project you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me, yeah. And, me and Eric and then uh, our bass player, Alex, uh, and our friend Amy, we made a little hardcore EP. Uh, band called intolerable swill and uh we made it like what was it it was like i think it was 2019 yeah. we made it like we recorded it all and then we mixed it and then released it during the pandemic we've yeah. never played a live show or anything <laughs> we released it like right away it was like march of 2020 yeah so and it then, was like right when everything was going down and it turned out really cool i hope that we get to do more stuff with it at some point um and and also play a show yeah which we've which never done in that band. we were planning on doing yeah we were gonna do like a release show but yeah. then that obviously didn't end up happening for some reason i was extremely mad when recording the drums and i can't really remember why but i think that it helped <laughs> I think it helped the record. Yeah, I think the you can hear the rage in his drums. <laughs> I feel I feel like um, it goes hand in hand with the genre a little yeah. bit, you know. Yeah. yeah, and it was just fun to do because Telethon is incredibly based in melody, and uh, this was more like because uh, hardcore is more about riffs and more about like parts and. And, and, and Amy's lyrics are really cool. Yeah, too. Amy's yeah. lyrics are cool, and she mm -hmm. uh, brought her own lyrics. Yeah. Like, you didn't write any of those lyrics, right? No, no, she she wrote all the lyrics, and she also like has many different modes that her voice can be in like she, yeah. she yeah. can scream and she can also do kind of a mm -hmm. yell sort of riot girl yell thing and then she also is really good at like singing so there's sort of like melodic parts on the album too but it's just a little five song it's like a, a seven inch even though we mm -hmm. never it's like i that's what i think of it as like a digital seven inch um yeah but uh we me and alex both have a lot of ideas for more songs so hopefully we will get to make more songs in that band at some point intolerable swill too yes i feel like they all have to be self-titled <laughs> intolerable is... or intolerable yeah <laughs> yeah i said it at one point oh did you? yeah <laughs> that was made at uh still wave studios too which is our studio here in milwaukee and it's just been kind of fun to finally like have our own space where we can like focus on making records and also it's not like we're crunched for time or anything yeah we don't have to worry about like getting down at a certain time yeah and and uh, speaking objectively because i have no knowledge about how any of that stuff works i would say uh eric and alex like know what they're doing so let that be a plug for anybody like you have to pay them and there will be you will have to pay them for time it won't be done free <laughs> but like like if you like the way that our like our uh, newest album sounds like that was made that was engineered and tracked in-house at Stillwave studios and then mixed and mastered by some by by our our friend jack shirley in in oakland but like they know how to mix and master too uh but we should make i like him but it's still it's, it's okay <laughs> not quite as good but yeah make go come make records and then uh, maybe one of us will drop by, and then you can get us for real life and cameo. That's a collab. Wow, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll You're going to pull the old uh, Travis Barker. He's going to go and be like, hey, you recording? Can I uh, drop in real quick? Can I drop in? Let me drop a track on this <laughs> one. 
the difference is that people would want Travis Barker on there. <laughs> <laughs> If I dropped into the studio, people would be like, who's this strange man? Is he supposed to be here? Do we need to get we him escorted call, off? We the need front? to call the authorities. <laughs> yeah. It does feel like in, I mean, obviously like a lot of people when they got a MacBook, right? They're like, I have GarageBand. I can record my band. I can do all this shit. I have like music is just so much more at my fingertips. But mm -hmm. like, I've found that really the benefit of having a studio, especially when it's like, nearby everybody is like hey we have a practice space we have a recording space if it's like in your house which i've been to some places where they literally just have a room in their house that's their studio it's like now it's literally where you live like music can be your life and so there's like really no excuse <laughs> and i'm like do we have to build like all this sh oh stuff God. in everybody's home who's the musician just to get everybody in the same place at the same time that's a personal okay, problem. If you but... want to do it for free with unlimited time, then the answer is kind of yes. But there's plenty. There's plenty. I mean, look at like our our buddy uh, Chris, who's in barely uh, the the group barely March. It's kind of his project. I don't know if you know barely March, but he made an like one of the greatest albums I've ever heard, like on his mom's laptop. So, you know, oh, with yeah. with like literally the video game rock band, like mm -hmm. he used the drums from that oh video no game. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, that's like the magic of uh, like you know the internet and then like having like a laptop and shit. Is if you fuck with it enough, you can make something mm -hmm. some cool sounds with it. I mean, a good example is early found music industry records too, mm -hmm. which is just him on a laptop, Jeff Rosenstein, mm -hmm. and it sounds like like super fucked up, but also really cool. And mm -hmm. like, in, like in a way where you could not make this in a traditional studio, you could have only made this on a laptop yeah. by yourself. And it sounds kind of like, you know, insanity, but in a really awesome <laughs> way. Sort of like the, the, the scene of like bedroom pop, bedroom acoustic, bedroom rock, whatever that is. But like how that is like, so a specific time from MySpace and GarageBand and like all these songs were put on there that it's like, wow, that's nostalgic. It's not good, but it is nostalgic. <laughs> yeah. Some of it's good. Yeah. yeah. Some of it's yeah. good. Some of it's good. I mean, that's like yeah, the ready set and, and other bands like that, like that started out yeah. with synths and all those sorts of things. And then, you know, we're doing it better than everybody else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what was I just going to say about that? Uh, like a lot of the people who kind of tried and failed to make bedroom pop on MySpace ended up making amazing records in the later. It's mm -hmm. like they, that's like a necessary learning curve. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, our studio also just started on my laptop too. Mm -hmm. Really? When, yeah. When we started mm -hmm. a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we made we made our EP Modern Abrasive a couple years ago, like literally where we're sitting right now. Yeah. With the drums like two feet away from us uh and that's just how we made it and it sounds i mean it sounds good it sounds i mean it doesn't sound as good as the thing we made in the studios but it sounds good and people like it and yeah you can hear the ideas you know you can hear the songs and they, they sound like songs so yeah i yeah. i do think that like the the quality is objective but the songwriting has to be there and if you're like if you're mm -hmm. working on that part of it like everything can sound kind of shitty and then it's like yeah this is exactly like <laughs> The kind of bands that i like back in the day and like you know no one was yeah, really writing music yeah. that was going to be popular that was also I like agree, sound yeah. good so yeah. the songwriting is key yeah some like records that i are some of my favorites ever are like 
technically recording quality wise bad mm. but then some of the shit that i've heard like where i've been like this is the worst song i've ever heard has have had immaculate mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh it's like it's all about just is the song good like that's the main thing yeah you know, like like sometimes you hear these like especially in, like when like you know early mid 2000 like warp tour metalcore bands where it's like the everything is like quantized to the mm. like moment and like all of the the like everything sounds like technically flawless but then it's like i'm never gonna remember what the fuck the song set like is like mm. i'm never gonna listen to it again but like it's really well recorded and mm. then you listen to like some shit like uh that like you know like i was just saying like early about the music industry or jeff rosenstock stuff where it sounds like totally fucked up but it's but it's so ambitious and cool that you are like you listen to it a million times even though it's like totally like technically like not necessarily good sound mm-hmm. yeah so, songs are cool songs are good songs are good, songs are good. <laughs> All here is write a good song don't pay a million dollars to have it be like, no. like that's like not, yeah yeah pour your guts into it and it will probably come out sounding like something at least yeah something I, cool I'm always just like does this sound interesting mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you, I, I, I don't know your background in recording, but did you guys go to school or anything for it? Or is it just kind of like Self-taught. the hobby that got you there? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, not uh, music or recording school, but it was like electronic media focused on recording. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And there, was a, there was a studio at his Actually, college yeah. that we used a ton to record, mm. uh, including some of the very earliest telephone stuff back when we had a different name yeah actually before i really knew what i was doing uh i offered to make the first telephone record which we were called uh fitness at the time and that was in the basement of the library at uw whitewater Wait, that was which is i listened to fitness okay so that was you you're thinking the wrong fitness Am i think the other you're fitness? From Chicago, right? yeah yeah so there was another band that we learned from Ooh. Chicago called Fitness. Yeah, damn it. And Always. That's the main reason so we you, changed our name. So maybe, I mean, maybe you listen to us, but I'm assuming you listen one. to the other Fitness, which is they, why. They also, I work with a guy who was in that <laughs> band, and we had no clue until wow. he was like, wait, you're in the other Fitness? You're and in then the- I was like, oh, you're in that Yeah. <laughs> So it came full circle in that with me. So. Yeah, I'm glad we changed our name. They this. also like dual guitar licks. And- <laughs> yeah, no, it was like <laughs> and riff rock. So it's like it was like too, it was same space, same name. Yeah. and then yeah, it was like we read like uh, this is like Titus Andronicus style, uh, <laughs> like pop rock or like yeah. classic rock infused punk that has twin guitar leads. I was like, no, we have to change our name now. <laughs> It's always been telethon. Yeah, yeah. Telethon is is really like the only right. only we changed it before anybody knew who we yeah. were. So besides yeah. our mommies and daddies. Yeah. So we uh, it worked out. <laughs> I think telethon is a better fit for like what we what yeah. our band sounds like as well. Yeah. Like I think it's uh, it makes more sense somehow to me. Yeah. Well, I did want to ask about um, some of your lyrics. So in the press release that we got from No Earbuds, it kind of like explains a lot of Kevin's like impulsiveness to move straight to the suburbs and kind of like growing up and going through like fundamental changes, which I feel a lot of us have dealt with over the last like year and a half in general, Mm -hmm. uh, whether we wanted to or not. So how was kind (laughs) of like formatting that into the songs from what you were doing in your everyday life? 
Oh, that's just how I've been writing. Yeah, that's how I've been writing songs. Like, that's how I write songs. It's like anything that happens to me in a day could end up in a telethon song. <laughs> um, or it could spur an idea or a train of thought that ends up turning into a telethon song. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess I've been describing this new record as almost like a like if you put kind of significant slash mundane moments, like kind of a mix of them from like my mid to late twenties, because I just turned thirty. Um, if you took if you took kind of the last five to seven years of my life and put some of the moments on shuffle and then probably fictionalize some of the stories like that would be the lyrics of that would be what this this album is about it's kind of it's this is probably the most i don't know autobiographical record i've ever done um or i shouldn't say i've ever done we've ever done but like that i have ever written the lyrics to um but uh yeah, it's it's like it's like any I, I could go to Target and have a bad time or or a good time. I could meet somebody in Target that was like weird <laughs> or or nice to me and I didn't expect them to be or that was a total asshole to me. And that shit will just end up like I kind of put it in my mental bank of things to put into telethon songs. So and it never I never know what the songs are going to be about until I start writing them. Like it will start from a sentence and then usually within about two to like one to three hours, it will be, the song will be pretty much hashed out. Um, thanks to just, yeah, stream of consciousness thought and not worrying about it too much. And just assuming that, you know, if something really sucks, I can change the lyrics later. Um, but usually like those first, like just flurries of, of song of lyric writing end up being what the song like 95% of the songs end up being. And I will also say to any people who do songwriting themselves, never hesitate to use rhymezone.com, the rhyming <laughs> dictionary website. Yeah. Because, and I'm not saying you need to be like, I saw a flower and it gave me power and now my mood has gone sour. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but but sometimes just reading a list of rhymes or or near rhymes can like completely spur you to write a sentence that you would have never thought of before. So like, I will, I'm not, or like, you'll, you'll think of a, like just seeing a list of words that kind of would, would rhyme or sound good paired with whatever you last wrote. Sometimes doing that will just inspire you to, you'll be like, Oh, that kind of sounds like this. And then you can, it, it's like, I, some people are like, like kind of shit on them, themselves for using like rhyming dictionaries. But like, if there was no rhyming dictionary and no thesaurus, like telling me synonyms of words, synonyms. like there would be no, yeah, synonyms and antonyms. Uh, there would be no, there would be yeah. no telethon. Yeah. It's like my crutch <laughs> and, it, and it keeps the momentum going. And that's key is just like, like think of what sounds would sound good in the song and then, find rhyme find words that rhyme with those sounds. that kind of reminds me <laughs> of like i took a poetry class in undergrad and mm -hmm. every and i forgot what this was because i took this when i was a freshman and it was like every other line 
rhymes but everything else in between was something to wrap up whatever you said prior and that's kind of what it sounds mm. like to me that was like a very basic poetry theory and then there's a bunch of other ways mm. to write poetry outside of that but that's kind of mm. like what it reminds me of is like hey you want to have some rhymes but you don't want to be like you know that rhymey dimey type of thing right, right. Okay. lyrics have a very sort of like conversational at vibe to them at times where it doesn't you, you don't notice the rhymes and the structure, but they are there if you go through and you like actually like piece it apart. But it seems like it's not, it, it isn't like a, they're never simple. Like it always like the, the rhymes and everything like that are never, never go quite the way you expect. Which is part I was, of I was ruined by an episode of Degrassi, the next generation when I was in middle school. Do you remember that oh, show? Oh, I love Degrassi. My mom used to watch the OG one when them. she was younger. So I watched the next show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great show. Shouts to Jake Goldsby, who is on that show and is a telethon and, and good music fan. Just seems like a cool dude. Toby on the grass. He knows, dude. I was like so stoked. Like that's, that's the only so like, that's, that was bigger than like if it was if it was like o Obama added you to your to his playlist. I would be I'm more stoked that Toby from the <laughs> but, um, but but Anyway, the reason why I bring up Degrassi is because at one point on one episode, like um, Ashley, I think, who is the goth yes. girl, needs a poem. Oh, wait, reads a Ashley poem or Ellie? Wrote. Ellie was like the goth goth. Ashley was like kind of like in between. The in between. Yeah, the one who kind of pivoted from being like a jock to a yeah. goth. And then kind of just ended up like just there. one of us, like, like just a kind of normal person. <laughs> um, she reads a poem. I believe I'm recounting this correctly, but she reads a poem and then someone gives her the criticism that was like, uh, nice try, but it was way too rhyming dictionary for my taste. And mm -hmm. I was like, I never want to have that effect. But <laughs> that doesn't mean to shy away from the rhyming dictionary altogether. It's just like the first example of, of rhymey, like rhymey dimey shit. Like, don't do that. <laughs> don't be like flower, power, sour, sour. <laughs> Do you have so, to credit uh, the website in your liner notes oh for your God. lyrics if you oh use it? <laughs> I think we have. I oh think my God. It's not the first thing to get thanked, but, but we've thanked. There's two things that Telethon wouldn't exist without, and one of them is Rhyme Zone, and the other one is the Vocal Ease iPhone app, which is a vocal warm up app. Ar Arnold, Arnold McCullers. Vocal Ease app. It's just Vocal E A S E. It's just one word, Vocal Ease, and it's like a twenty-minute vocal warm-up. That if I didn't do it before every show and before recording and before every practice, like in my car, there would just simply be no no way for me to sing at all. So <laughs> I'm gonna need to download that app because I am hoarse Dude. after practice every time. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's, it will. It's also good because I uh, I work customer service at my last job and I was on phones for hours and I would use it before work and after work. If I was doing like five hours of phones, my voice would be dead by the end of the day. But if I did vocalese before work and then got done with all those phone calls, I would still be able to like talk full volume. It's really key. Yeah. Yeah. It's for it's four warmups and a cool down. And it's like just they take four minutes a piece. You could do them. You don't have to do them all in one fell swoop. But that's what I do, like in my car before the show or whatever. But yeah, so I have really credited, we have credited those in the liner notes. And I believe Rhyme Zone has gotten a shout out <laughs> before too. <laughs> you like, yo, what up, Rhyme Zone? Like as like a tag in your uh, 
in your song. All my rhyme zone poets. And then they're gonna be like, "Wait, is that like a really cool rapper?" And then they're like looking up rhyme and zone. They're like, and they're like, "I'm not seeing the rapper." It's just a, a website. Yeah, nobody is a SoundCloud. Nobody is. Yeah, nobody is gonna read the name Rhyme Zone and think cool rapper. <laughs> it's like That's a shitty eight, like late eighties, like oh, knockoff rapper. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say like a yeah. kind of Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, rappers delight style. What's the name of the like catchphrase guy in the show Community? Uh, oh, magnitude. Oh yeah. Oh, like maybe I'm pop or whatever. Yeah, the one that just maybe pop I'm pop. just thinking about the name. The name magnitude. Yeah, magnitude. It wasn't as good of a reference. Yeah, pop pop. The episode yeah, when they pop, introduce pop, pop. him, there's like a party at Jeff's house, and he like doesn't want anybody there. But then he's like hanging out with everybody, getting in everyone, and then he like finally kicks them all out, and he's naming them all off, and all of them have names like that. So it could be yeah, somebody with rhyme zone in there. Yeah, <laughs> like all these like. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I want to hear a fun fact. Magnitude is played by Lee Jordan from the Harry Potter movies. So hmm. I did not uh, know that, but that makes a Quidditch Quidditch announcer. Oh, yep. okay. Yes. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. How do you see it? Interesting. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> fun, fun and then he became the pop pop. No. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listener, guess what? We got merch in our store, emosocialclub.com slash merch. You can check it out now. We got some tank tops for the summer. Uh, we got a new new metal logo, a new new metal logo, go go go, and it's uh, it's kind of a '90s new metal vibe that also comes in a tank top, and we got a tank top that says "Sun's out, stay inside," which you know you're emo, you don't go out in the sun, it's bright and it's hot. EmoSocialClub.com/store, check them out, get them. All purchases go to help us just make more merch, get more cool stuff. You're helping us out. We're helping you out going off your sleeves going off your arms if you don't want sleeves check it out emosocialclub.com slash store i want to sure, make sure we toss out uh some of the plugs for your shows i know one of yeah. them is tomorrow so this this will not help when this episode comes out on yes, monday it will not help but, anybody uh, we will not be able to help anybody come to the show if you're if you're on Twitch right now. You could well, go to the they show. They can't. It's sold out. So hopefully they they're already there. The show. So you know what? <laughs> you fucked up. Uh, yeah, but, but thank you everyone who did show up who's listening to this. Yeah. yeah. I hope you had a good time, everybody. <laughs> hope you had yeah, a great I hope time. It goes well, and we don't have any mishaps. It went so good if you were listening to this on Monday. Yeah. Um, and if you're in the Twitch Twitch chat and you are in the Chicago area and could have come to that show, you can just come to the Milwaukee one the day after. There you go. It's not that far. I made the uh, Gene made the drive today. He lives in Chicago. Oh, I live in the I live in the Chicago Burbs. Oh. We make the drive all the time. Just come to the show at the yeah, X-ray we'll play Arcade. The X-ray Arcade the day after. Uh, yeah. Saturday. All right. Well, if you're there, then you can go. Uh, and then and then we do have plans in the works for a, a lot of shows like expect a lot of touring in 2022 hopefully when all of this shit um we kind of like yeah yeah touring doesn't seem to be happening happening for most bands this mm -hmm. year we are going to fest um and we do have some like one-off shows around the midwest with with some cool bands that haven't been announced yet as far as i know so we won't we'll hold off but just pay attention to our band camp it'll all be on there and then um yeah if you if you want to see us in your town or better yet if you can organize a show uh you know if you book shows or or can or if you're in a band and you you know 
want to play or, or whatever. Um, we're kind of looking, we were thinking about maybe going West in early Ooh. 2022, mm-hmm. but we're open and open and open to options. Um, I would say like, like springtime. Yeah. 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 Hit us up. Hit us up. Or somebody has like a cool like basement. Yeah. For a show. Just throw them in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We love basements. I mean, yeah, that's what I assume our tour is going to be. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, basement I, tour. I, we play living rooms with the basements. That's that's our that's our bread and butter. We'll, we'll show up. I love house shows because I can brush my teeth. Oh, there True. you go. True. And explore people's. I like seeing where people live. It's just so fascinating. <laughs> I would say let's say most house shows because sometimes. Sometimes it's not so good. I would say most of the time. (laughs) But I mean, even if the show is good, sometimes the house can be fucking like what, like sickening. um, (laughs) I'd say 90% of them have been really great. We've played some good shows and some decrepit old manners. Yeah, yeah, where the shows are themselves are awesome, but the house is like, how is anyone living? Oh, yeah, which is coming. Kind of like condemned. I was about to say, are you sure you're not just a breaking in quote unquote into these houses to be like let's play a spooky show yeah. and see what happens some of them i'm not for yeah. sure yeah sometimes <laughs> we, we deny all culpability in a court of law if that was the case you invited us to play we didn't just show up so these are not our, just our instruments here <laughs> yeah and it's like people say the whole city is the best bar band but we are the best basement band. <laughs> yeah it's in your home and we will play music oh my god <laughs> uh um yeah so we'll 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 leave that as the plugs for the shows but i do hope that uh you know there are a lot more opportunities out there uh uh i don't know where shows are going to go right now and i'm very nervous for a lot of tickets that we're holding for (laughs) october november all that but uh we'll see i i i i'm curious how you feel about it but it's just like yeah I'm, i'm i guess i'm like not as nervous as a lot of people are about shows right now but i am like I want to go to shows and I feel like safe enough, but I know it's not like maybe the best thing to do. I don't know really where I stand on it. No, you're, I, I don't think there is a right answer. Yeah. I don't, it is weird. It's like a muddy little middle ground. And I think I, we feel the same way. Like we, we, we want to play and bottom line, if the dipshits who won't get vaccinated would just fucking get vaccinated. It would be way better than it is now. Well, I mean, I think that the venue is starting to require proof. Yeah, that is the best. And and fucking, we, we, both of our, or no, our our indoor show that we played a couple of weeks ago with Rap Boys in Milwaukee, everybody was masked and it was totally fine. Like obviously Mm -hmm. the bands weren't masked and, and there were definitely a couple like stragglers in the, in the audience who I don't know why they weren't wearing, wearing masks, but they weren't wearing masks. But, um, but like, it's not that bad. It's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Require a vaccination and mask up. Yeah. All good. Pretty, yeah. pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything will probably be fine. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and also just don't like, don't go to a show if you're unvaccinated. Like, yeah. uh, just fucking do it. Fest, like, is, Fest is requiring it. And I'm oh, really that's great. great. Yeah, yeah, that's positive development but i mean i knew that they would like i like their yeah. fest is always like on the up and up with mm-hmm. like all the correct good decisions that are like well informed the like, other beautiful thing about that is that it self-selects and like takes out the like the major assholes out of the <laughs> equation you're if you require proof of vaccination the people that don't have it who i'm not gonna say all of them, but most of them are assholes. Like they won't come to the, they can't come to the show. Yeah. So you're, 
So we, it's like t- removing them from the from the environment. You don't yeah. have to worry about. Yeah. That. So the guy that yelled, um, when the the guy that yelled some sort of pro Trump chant at our nice. uh, at our show pre-pandemic like a couple months before the pandemic he probably can't come to the show anymore <laughs> there's a there's a tiktok sound that's trending and it's like four people who are like oh i don't have my vaccine because like i don't believe in it and it's like how are you trying to um yell at me in the club when you can't even get in <laughs> <laughs> wow it's like crazy. Not, there's, i don't like that no. <laughs> i don't like that they're dissing me uh, <laughs> There's like, I just was working with this girl at my job and she was talking about, uh, she was like, I have never been vaccinated. What? I was like, yes, you were. You were fucking born. <laughs> you were born. You were vaccinated. Did you die from polio? Did you die from polio? <laughs> like, like, she like, they, it's like insane. Like, she was like, oh, wait, maybe I did. But like, <laughs> it's like, fuck, God damn it. It was so, it was like really yeah. just it, like. You can tell just even saying that made her like think differently. I wasn't even an asshole. I was like, you have been vaccinated for sure for against diseases, not necessarily COVID, but other like, things. You ha- are vaccinated against like fucking measles and shit. Mm-hmm. Like everybody does at birth, almost like now. I mean, at least back when she was born. Now, of course, people are like, I'm not going to vaccinate my kid. But that's yeah. fucking another whole another conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, before we get into all of that possibility, <laughs> let's, uh, let's go ahead. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to get into that, but I do want to say oh, for people who want to go to shows, go get vaccinated. Fucking yeah. Asshole. Wear a mask. Uh, I, yeah. I wore a mask almost the entirety of seeing all time low at bottom lounge and moshing. Um, and even though I yeeted my inhaler by accident, so I really don't, I don't see an excuse <laughs> for anybody. Really? That must have been fun. I didn't know they played at the bottom line. It's like yeah. a pretty small. I was just going to say, that seems like a small yeah, spot. Yeah, it was for, for um, yeah. their Lala after show. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All the Lala Did they stuff. play deep cuts? Wow. They no, they cuts? didn't. They they pretty much played yeah. the same like set. that they. Well, they played Six Feet Under the Stars, mm-hmm. but I've heard them play that at other shows. They probably have a kind of old, reliable kind yeah. of set list of mm-hmm. just like but yeah. I mean, you can't blame them. They—they—they've yeah. got it down to science. Yeah, everything I've ever heard from that band was is good. I just have never listened to them. I—they uh, got some real good. Yeah, their most—their <laughs> most recent album yeah. is actually like a really straight banger, and it really reminds me of like Nothing Personal days. So it's like it's really good. I always recommend people if they're not going to listen to their yeah, older stuff, listen to like, their new stuff even, like that. Even their worst albums have good songs on like you can't like they're like they have like even even the shit like where it's not necessarily the best work there's always a couple of like really well-written pop jams on there can't deny it well boys we need to listen yeah, yeah i mean like, these guys group don't know listen anything. session I, to I, all time we, 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 we got nothing going on upstairs. <laughs> I, I used to be in a band called I'm sorry, vinyl over wine. Oh my god! <laughs> it, it was uh, definitely in the kind of warp tour core scene style, like kind of swoopy hair pop yeah. punk type thing. And the singer in that band uh, was like super obsessed with All Time Low, and it just made me like 
turned off from that's them. Fair. So <laughs> I need to, you know, read this. We, we all have to give them another. Yeah, you saw Abraham to the end. He was the same way about Green Day. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Now he likes that's Green fair. Day. Finally, someone, someone who won't be named, locked me in a bathroom and forced me to listen to Bullet in a Bible. Oh my God. I have the live Green Day record. <laughs> he didn't lock you in a fucking bathroom. Okay. He didn't lock you in Jesus. I was uh, in the shower and he kept turning it on. Yeah, like, okay. Oh, that okay. Is, that, that's that's much different. That's, yeah, that's a lot different there. <laughs> but in my mind, I was locked in <laughs> Yeah, like, where yeah. am I going to go? <laughs> well, you weren't Harry Potter with. Yeah, then, uh, under the stairs. Listen to exclusively hair metal for ten years. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> Vince Neil. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Vince Neil. I'd recognize that goatee pretty much anywhere. That's made. Yeah. yeah. Mm. This was also a birthday gift. So. Uh, I do like that. That is. Yeah, the Santa and that were both wow. birthday gifts. I can tell that this entire I, band I, is excellent gift givers. Yeah. Yeah. We have a every year we do a secret Santa. I, I, yeah it's secret santa it's always very fun because we yeah. know each other so well we know exactly what to like mm-hmm. i could on a i think on a dime we could each buy each other like the perfect gift at any given point yeah yeah uh, even today i was at a, i went to buy myself to the mall and i uh was seeing a lot of things at the collectible store that uh gene would have been star wars episode one paraphernalia <laughs> yeah i get that that i get I want to make sure we can throw uh, out all your plugs, let everybody know where they can find you on the internet, where they can listen to the record, which, sure. you know, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, where can people find you and find oh, more info? Yeah. Just go on any of your social platforms and type in Telethon Band. That's our handle on on all of them, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah Telethon so. Band and, and Telethon Band at Gmail if you want to talk to us. Um, it's just me and us that handle all of our dms i think our dms are all open if you want to i don't know talk to us <laughs> or whatever yeah. yeah i mean i mean yeah if anybody wants to like help us book shows in random places or, or whatever we're always open i mean i don't know if we would always be able to do it but but there's we love to talk to people like it makes my day to hear from people who even just like like the record i always end up excitedly forwarding screenshots <laughs> of messages to people about how about uh, or to our band group chat about uh, nice thing that people have said yeah. and we all read them and we're like that's so cool uh so yeah just talk to us and telethonband.bandcamp um just search telethon on spotify it the record is now up on apple music it wasn't at first for some reason um tim cook I swear to god it was tim 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 i used to work i used to work at an apple store and because i quit yeah that yeah. I did it too. Yeah. And they, they, you know, this podcast does not get, uh, you know, much, much high praise over on the <laughs> Apple side. You think Tim's throttling your listeners? I will, I will say this. I also yep. personal vendetta. Yeah, I bet it is. He knew. Uh, I will also say I lived in Sweden, so I'm pretty sure Spotify is on our team. So, you know, Hey, cool. Stop. Tim, so it's a, Tim. <laughs> Tim's the, the, those two I, uh, those two saw ratings are from Tim on a first name basis oh Mr. <laughs> I, Mr. I have I two have of his products before we do the twitch thing I super have to pee yeah we'll do so that I'm we'll gonna... do that we will uh we'll wrap up the recording here uh thank you all for joining us on the pod and obviously we're we're big fans of yours so uh thank you wow. guys so much for hanging out with us tonight <laughs> telethon yes, is the band yeah, thank you go listen thank you. to all of them their stuff get on it
Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Again, if you like it, if you loved it, if you like Telethon, if you are in love with Telethon, uh, we'd love it if you dropped a review. Go check them out on Spotify. Go check us out on Spotify. And, uh, you know, just be be those kinds of people that listen and support because that's what we need. That's how these... you grow the scene. You grow the community that you really enjoy. I assume you enjoy it if you're here listening and or listening to a lot of these bands. Yeah, I would assume. I would assume you're cool people if you're here still. I hope. That was we'll a be lot back. Of confidence I don't know. there. We'll be back next Monday with another episode, uh, and we will be streaming on Thursday with another interview. I'm Brian, and I'm Lizzie. We'll see you soon. Bye. You did so <laughs> great there. Oh, uh, the brain. Brain wax. I know it's like changing it up just like ever so slightly to where it's like oh, funny. Oh, funny. And then like back to it, right back on, right back into the the regular stuff next time. Almost said turnover. Fuck. At least you didn't say turnstile. <laughs> I almost said turnstile after I said turnover. So there you All go. All these T pans with one word. They need I know. To stop it.